Well, hello everyone and welcome to Life Clarifications with Natasha. And I am a medium, intuitive, personal awareness coach, and I love to support people through things. And today I have this wonderful guest on, Brian, who, you know, I have found him magically come into my life exactly when I was meant to grow and change. And he doesn't think he was this life-altering experience for me, but he was. And those magical moments of me being vulnerable and doing the navigation that I did in his care and Marcel's care, because he has a partner in crime, that we all kind of have these magical moments where things just kind of come together. And he just had one of these magical moments that he just showed, shared with me about his coming, just coming together. And, you know, believing in magic, believing in who we are, believing what we're doing, that is the creation of what life is about. So Brian, can you introduce yourself to these wonderful people that are going to be watching and or in the future going to be watching? Okay. Well, I'd love to. Thank you so much, Natasha. And and again, it's wonderful to see you again. I absolutely adore you. And yeah, things all kind of came together and aligned uh, almost three years ago now, uh, maybe even a little bit longer when we were teaching the Laugh Tech uh, humor, you know, find or discover your mix humor-based workshop series. And this, this young lady came wandering in this little stamp. And, and you were just, you've just been a joy ever since. So again, for the sake of your listening and watching audience, my name is Brian Trendler and I run three companies because I don't know how to sleep or relax. Um, that first one is Laugh Tech. It stands for Learn About Funny Techniques. We're actually engagement uh, coaches. We teach people to become better speakers using humor, teaching them how to be an uptime on video versus, you know, slow and boring. And uh, I also own a company uh, called Professional Networking Association Northwest or PNA Northwest for short. It is a um, close category networking group. Uh, it's, it's of the like model where uh, businesses meet once a week locations throughout the Pacific Northwest to share about their businesses, um, earn referrals over time, give presentations, and support each other in a very unique way that isn't done in any other like-minded business networking environment. That was a mouthful. And then the third company is the graphic design company, We Fix Ugly Design, that I've had for almost 30 years now. So wow, I get around a little. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to have you on is because yeah. when I first met you, you just presented yourself as this wonderful being. And I'm going to use that wow. as a capital B-E-I-N-G, all I, capitals. I because, on a shirt. Yes, a because... <laughs> Because of the fact that, you know, you didn't care about the shit, bit, 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 whatever that person had. Oh, okay. You just said, welcome. Well, yeah. yeah. Welcome. And how many people in their world do that for people in their lives? Welcome. And I know for me that when you came into my life, that I was just in the moments of kind of like breaking my cracking, my egg open. Yeah. And just saying, here I am. <laughs> yeah. And you were part of that process. Cause I know I went to um, Toastmasters and if people don't know what Toastmasters is, it's a, it's a kind of a regional, I mean, it's worldwide actually, isn't it? Uh, it's an international organization for uh, public speaking. Mm -hmm. And I, and I did do that. Mm -hmm. um, and people are always amazed how I could walk up and without any script speak for 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. and be fine and yet they couldn't understand how I didn't have notes because with my dyslexia if I start reading I screw myself up yeah and so but then what I found with Toastmasters was it was like really in a box that just made you do xyz even though it was great because it said okay how many times do you say and how sure. many times do you say nah how many times do you say uh you know and those things really help now yeah. I'm double checking myself with the and thing because I know I do and a lot because my run on sentences are really good. Sure. So with that, though, that, you know, that's one thing that the world brought to me. And I love how synchronicity comes in because mm -hmm. we had a co-person, somebody who was in my Toastmasters who knew you going uh -oh. to Life Tech <laughs> and his name just went out of my freaking head. Um, Kyle Hall? Hmm? Kyle Hall? No, okay. he was up here in Cedar Woolley. You came up to the uh, 
to the bank and and did a oh. little snippet Steve at Toastmasters. Steve Beaumont or Kyle? Was it one of those? Well, I mean, I guess it's not important, but either. that's not important. Uh, just want to honor him. So with that, that he brought you up and I went, oh, this is what I've been asking for. Something yeah. to expand my. And for me, you know, doing intuitive mediumship, a lot yeah. of times I'm doing a session through grief, doing a session through, you know, sorrows, shame and that kind of thing. And it is hard to be funny yeah. in a very serious moment. Yeah. Yet at the same time, you taught me about voice moments. Yeah. And yeah. the and the be able to do that. Yes. And and the one thing that I really got well was is when you guys threw curveballs at us curveballs i was just gonna say you loved slash hated curveball <laughs> but you were brilliant because you took it on like well more i, I was gonna say you know like like an all-star you know person up to bat but you were more like an angry hobbit because because you were like you know oh i just i gotta get this right and and <laughs> You struggled at first, but you persevered on such an epic level. I mean, Marcel, my business partner, and I often refer to our experiences with you as a student and then soon after as a friend because you you to us were a chrysalis. Like you oh. you showed up this tight little woven hard-shelled case of a woman. And I only say hobbit because everyone's small to me. I'm six three. <laughs> Well, so and much. I was so shy. I mean, you yeah. were the one that that my shyness was my my chrysalis or my you busted out of it, though. I mean, watching you grow during those sessions was just a joy. And occasionally it was more like a type of thing. Other times <laughs> it was like the flap, flap, happy butterfly. So it was it was great to see you embrace our six methods of humor that we teach from the curriculum that we developed. But you I mean, you absorbed this stuff and i i always saw it i got to see it happen and then i still see it happening now which just just tickles me to knowing <laughs> well thank you because it's that's one thing that every time i learn something it just gets absorbed and then i expand on so can you expand because i think this is the thing that laugh tech really yeah. brought out in me was is that sure. you had these core things that you work on yes and one was what was it humor it the other thing with, it starts with scene yes so the actual six methods of humor are scene and then sound and mm -hmm. then story and then sequence and then sensation and then silly yes and all of those techniques happen every day we're all doing it every day but it's never been broken down on the level that we take it when realistically it's not difficult curriculum a little it's secret not. when we did this stuff with the boys and girls club all i did is slap their logo on it and change a few words around that kind of sounded like a hey boys and girls type of tone <laughs> versus hello adults you're in the room to learn about the six methods it's the same stuff for any age group that we teach whether it's six years old or 96 years old but it's like I said, it, it, it's never been disseminated down into this easy to digest method where the shy people showing up in their little, you know, hell bent cocoons are suddenly the first people to raise their hands by the end of the first class. And again, mm -hmm. that, that was always just so, so much fun to see you and others just really just get beyond those obstacles so quickly. Right. Yes. And that's one thing that I've been grateful for is, is that you took, and I could see that with other people that were in our class. You took, yeah. you guys did an observation, no judgments, just mm -hmm. observation. Okay. Yeah. This person's a little bit too bold. This person's a little shy. This person is hilarious, but needs to find the other parts of them. Yeah. And yeah. that's the one thing that really surprised me with just the grace yeah. Oh, thank that you. That you had. And I can say that anybody who is local, and I think you guys do this on, um, on have virtual. Zoom, have Zoom, will travel. Yeah. I mean, uh, we didn't have to pivot that much during this nightmare because we were already reaching people across the country. So, yeah, it, mm -hmm. it can be anywhere. 
And, and that's the thing that I feel like, even if you want to talk to your coworkers, mm-hmm. even if you want to talk to a supervisor, even if you want to talk to um, customers, it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. You support those scenarios. Yeah. Well, in general, we teach people how to adult better. Adulting is hard enough. And, and, you know, we, we laugh at everything because if you're not laughing, enjoying yourself, what's, what's the point, right? But, but we take that to the serious degree of it is hard work. And I, I know you've heard this anecdote before from probably me, if not Marcel, but when people contact us and and they say, well, I'm a manager of company XYZ and my sales team, they suck. And rah, 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 rah. Well, we end up not working with the sales team. We end up working with the management because they're the ones leading with deprecation and not inspiring and not understanding how to make mm-hmm. a death by PowerPoint, you know, weekly conference with their teams, not be a horrible experience. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the, the fact that we flip the table so often to me is just quite marvelous because people never see it coming until they realize, Oh my God, I'm the problem. And, and, and that happens and that's okay. Because like you said, we accept everybody period with their faults, with their perfections, with what they think is their perfections and faults. And we realize that with Marcel being nicknamed as Hallmark, you know, she takes that job very seriously. <laughs> I know. I love Marcel. I've been actually trying to get her on the show, but she yeah. keeps dodging and diving. Oh, she's, she's hard to land. But, you know, with her being Hallmark and me being dubbed the blunt edge sword, you know, we're kind of each other's yin to our yangs because, mm-hmm. like you said, it creates an incredibly supportive environment, whether it's stuck in the 16 by 9 frame that we all exist in right now or on site at our new location in Mill Creek um, or, you know, prior to when. Mm-hmm. The atmosphere we create, whether it's at an office or in our own location, it's supportive and it's positive. Even if there's, you know, tears and breakthroughs and crazy stuff that just comes out of left field. Well, I know for me, I had several sets of tears sometimes when it was like, because that's the thing that people forget is that when we go through struggle, actually that moment of emotion is part of the breakthrough. Absolutely. And people don't really want to go there because that's called vulnerability. And I can say vulnerability is our greatest strength. Yeah. You know, but people just have a hard time with that. Oh, I don't want to go there. But going there is what makes us go, I'm me. Yeah, exactly. People find themselves when they're lost. People find yeah. themselves when they're lost. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It, it's it's great. It's kind of like that alone show. Do you ever watch the, the show alone? It's on uh, cable. No. And it's where people go off and they have to spend time alone. <laughs> Sounds horrible. <laughs> and they can spend months doing it. And a lot of times they, like one time it was in Siberia. Another time it was on, um, it was in Vancouver Island where it's the Bear Island. Where the grizzly, it's grizzly island. No, it's not grizzly island. It's one of the islands that has primarily the grizzlies on it. And and these people, I mean, they're they're people who can go hunting, fishing, you know, they're they're so they're survivalists. But being a survivalist doesn't mean that you know how to hunt and, and that kind of thing. It's that you can spend time with this. Yeah. Oh yeah, all the voices in my head would drive me nuts. <laughs> Just a matter of and, and I mean, obviously, they're not alone because there's a crew of 165 people and the insurance agent filming them during this entire alone time, right? Yes, exactly. Yet a lot of times they have, you know, they, the, the crew is not supposed to be involved. And so a lot of times they have their self cameras oh. that they, they post and then they have kind of their other crew that they they navigate with. But there is no communication. It's it's basically you're alone. and. It's just, it's interesting. The people that are like gung ho, they can make chairs, they can do all this stuff. They last that much time. I can make a chair. I'm a survivalist. (laughs) Yeah. What's self comfort? They have all the self comforts, but they don't have the self comfort. Well, if I was a bear, I would definitely eat that person who was was on the island. I would hunt that sucker down in a heartbeat. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I bet. I bet. I bet. (laughs) 
it's just one of those things that life yeah. goes on and 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 that's where we're going to it. So with that, that yeah. you're in this moment where you when I met you, you you know, and you can share what you want and share not what you want. This is your this is your choice. Okay. But you have gone from the beginning of your world where you're a young kid to doing this. What led you to this? Oh, this moment no. where you, I mean, you say that you were doing, uh, and I know you're pretty techie. I mean, I got that. I mean, the way that you've managed doing things and that kind of thing, and I'm going to probably end up having you help me with a little bit with my business, that <laughs> as we as we go forward and manage our life, that there's these little year-to-do-to-do's that we do. Like, how did you meet Marcel? Well, ironically, well, okay, so I'll answer that part or that question in just a minute, because um, to initially answer your question, uh, I I always have been a, kind of an overachiever, not a notoriety, like like not on a notoriety level, but I've always been in jobs where it was odd that I ended up in it. I mean, I went to Cornish <laughs> College of, of the Arts in Seattle. Mm -hmm. It was still up on Capitol Hill. And that basically meant that I lived at another college because of a dorm room type of, of, of relationship and was going there for fine arts and realized I wanted to actually earn a living. So then I, I converted to graphic design. And then afterwards, I did what everyone else did with a you know four-year Bachelor of Fine Arts in Design and Illustration is I worked at a bagel shop for six months. You know, <laughs> I mean, and, and, and then from there, I was a computer city salesperson selling Windows 95 when it first came out. And that got me into the tech world where I then went to sell millions of dollars worth of tech, tech equipment to places like Las Vegas, mm -hmm. um, Cisco related technological type jobs, marketing director positions, AT&T when the sky was going to fall down, um, all of those types of things. I, I, I was at Boeing for a short stint, uh, Microsoft, but I was never... And, and again, jokes aside, I, I don't have the mental capacity to take tests. I have, you know, learning issues and concerns with all of that. So I, I'm horrible at tests. I can watch a video and by the time I get down to doing it myself, I forgot what I've watched. So like I've, I get I, that I have issues. Right. So I wasn't able to become this Microsoft certified person or whatever, but I was always on the outskirts of having the real job. <laughs> and then finally, again, um, when was it roughly 2010 or so? I said, you know, I'm done being hireable. You know, I just I have to go off on my own. I said, I am not a hireable, a hireable person from the corporate America perspective. Mm -hmm. and, and roughly that that time frame is when I still had a day job to support my design habit. You know, I'd, I'd go work eight hours or eight, eight, eight to ten hours at, at the tech job and then come home and run my business from the design mm -hmm. perspective. And then all that changed. And I started doing just that. And then. I joined a networking organization, which introduced me to the fact that there are networking organizations for businesses. You know, you don't know those things exist until you need it. Yeah, and exactly. And even when you do need it, it's hard to find them sometimes. Exactly. So I didn't know what I didn't know, which is a horrible thing to realize. And, and <laughs> But isn't and, that life? <laughs> well, yeah. And, and one of my local Woodenville print shops said, hey, you know, you're a graphic designer. Why don't you come with me to this networking group? And I'm like, well, what's that? And and that set me spinning in the direction of having an extension of a sales force, which I didn't have to begin with because it was just me. But then I had these like, you know, 15, 20 people in the room that were giving me referral opportunities and um, allowed me to uh, successfully skirt away from day jobs to having the full-time design. Mm -hmm. And then again, long story short, um, six years ago, I met Marcel at Toastmasters. Um, I was giving a, a humor-based uh, presentation at the fall conference. She was the first person to demonstrate one of the examples I wanted people to do. And we're in- Of course, she, I, I'm going to say, that does not surprise me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's that kind of person. And with your Toastmasters background, you can understand the mentality of the average Toastmaster, which is- uh -huh. A lot of them, like 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 the average age at that point was, I think, 162. Yes, so, I know, would agree. Hired people there that were lifers. And I realized very quickly 
that after an almost 20 year career in Toastmasters as a member, contributing, 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 giving, 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 people didn't even know what I did for a living. It, it just wasn't, or it, it wasn't set up and still isn't to get to know the people as people first and members second. Yes. It irked me. So Marcel and I met within a couple of weeks, we were sharing the downtown office location in Bothell, Washington. And soon after, Laugh Tech was birthed from that because her clients from her social media management company were boring as heck. <laughs> oh, clear, man. Just say heck. And they also needed design. So I needed someone to help my clients with social media and video. And all of that kind of came together in that level of synchronicity. And then we realized that we we're both funny and we both come from a different vein of humor. I used it as a defensive mechanism as a child because I was bullied and teased and picked on and everything else. And I used it through my career to, again, kind of like, <laughs> I'm not smart enough to get certified at Microsoft, but I can charge you a million dollars for licensing, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Spreadsheet. And, you know, Laugh Tech came from that. And then after the networking experiences that have really carried my design business since, again, roughly 2010, um, I, I joined the other organization and now that one is mine. So that Professional Networking Association Northwest is now my company. And we've got nine chapters through the Pacific Northwest and it's growing. So Congratulations. That does not surprise me about you. <laughs> that really does not surprise me about you because of oh. the fact that, that you are about adding on. Oh, yeah. I, you that's, know, yeah, sure, too. I'm an add-on. <laughs> You're an add-on. So it's like you just, you know, it's like you see opportunities. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't call you an opportunist. Uh, no, opportunist. what is that? What is that? Somebody who goes and, and um, yeah, that, that, but at the same time, though, there is that, okay, this isn't feeling quite right. How can I shift it? I, I've often referred to it simply as diversification. Mm-hmm. You know, because when my graphic design business hit lulls, I started doing promotional products. That was 15 years ago. Promotional products are incredibly profitable if you know what you're doing. But then that slowed down. So then I started doing web design as part of the offering, the need to diversify within the structure of We Fix Ugly de Design. Oh, and by the way, the company's actually called Trend Designs, but no one knew what the heck that was. Yeah. Oh, Brian Trendler. Oh, Trend Designs. You know, your company sounds like your business. Huh? I got that from millions of people. And finally, I was like, oh, God, fine. And we started marketing as We Fix Ugly de de Design. And the same thing with Laugh Tech, the same thing with PA. Anytime there's lulls in the market, I've been able to. Um, you know, with with some level of success. I mean, I still live check to check half the time because hello, the world we live in. But and when you're a self-employed person, self -employed, it, <laughs> it's not a straight line. It's really not. It's an ugly squiggly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's called the. <laughs> yeah, it's called the heart attack waiting to happen. But no, it's just. At the same time, I wouldn't change a thing, Natasha, because I don't have to ask someone permission to go use the restroom or to take a day off or to take a week off. I don't, but I should. Um, and it's, you know, there's there's always nowhere to go but up because it's entirely up to you. And that's what's always energized me because I'm the one providing for my kids. Mm -hmm. No one else. I'm the one providing for myself and my level of sanity, which, of course, could be questioned on a regular basis. But <laughs> it's allowed me to, you know, to expand and become an MC and become an auctioneer and, and do all of those things as well under the Laugh Tech moniker, because that's what people need and want. So mm -hmm. I've done my best to give it to them. Well, congratulations, Thank by the way, because that's that kind of perseverance that's going to get you through the shits of life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and that's the thing that people say about me. It's like, you know, Oh, there's a problem. Okay. Now what am I going to do about it? <laughs> you know, it doesn't take me very long to get back up and going again. And there's sometimes where I say, I do not like what just happened, but where are you going to take me? What am I going to do next? And and well, those kinds of things help us move through life. And and I can see that's been your story. Thank you. You're you're exceptionally good at identifying those obstacles, though, which is something I think many people lack. I I do as well. I mean, I'm I'm quite often, you know, 
I, I have the blinders up. Mm -hmm. and I, I, I like to think I see the big picture, but I don't often because I just know in my world, it's very black and white. I need to get over there. Okay, I'm going to get over there. Mm -hmm. and if you're in my way, <laughs> that could be an issue, right? And yes. I'm violent or something. But I mean, I will get over there no matter what it takes. And occasionally that's, you know, that's, that's good or bad. And I, I, I think that's just because I've, I've struggled throughout my life with the ups and downs emotionally, all the voices in my head mm -hmm. that have always said that you can't do it. You can't do it. And I'm like, well, I mean, no one else is going to help me do it. So I got to do it myself. I know. And that's, <laughs> that's the thing that, that, you know, people always say, you know, do you ever meditate? And I go, no, my brain won't let me. <laughs> My brain won't let me. It, it's just so busy. Now, the thing, though, that I notice is that when I do have those negative voices going off in my head, yeah. I do something to shift it. It's oh, almost like it's almost like that ticker tape going across the, the bottom of the page going, you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. I go, mm, stop. Yeah. I can do it. 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 Whatever that statement is, I, I shift it, yeah. you know, and I I've not had the word I'm stupid in my vocabulary because probably because my dad, yeah, my, I had a terrific dad, actually parents, but both my mom and dad were great. But my dad, as soon as he called me, started hearing me say, I'm stupid. He says, stop. Good for him. You know, and a lot of parents don't do that. Yeah. You know, they call their kids stupid, you know? And so with that, the, the, there's those stories that start going off in our heads. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's an uphill climb to get out of it. So good yeah. job. I've, I've, I've caught myself at times with my, let me think nine and now 11 year old. That's amazing. I know um, she just had a birthday. Didn't she? We're yeah, being, yeah. being friends on Facebook. I kind of get caught up on you. <laughs> yeah. well, both just did in the last three months and it's remarkable. And, you know, they're just the best kids. And I don't know how, their mother and I managed it, you know, to, to get them to the point where they're just such sweet souls. Um, you know, again, thank God we're doing something right. Mm -hmm. um, and even though, you know, on, on the days I have them, they can do some of the most hilarious things, but also like we were just talking about, they will do so, some things that are so absolutely stupid. And it's the hardest <laughs> thing to not like not lash out, but not, point out that dog oh, that was dumb you know <laughs> yeah like just spilling the milk on the dining room table and just staring at it <laughs> <laughs> i'm like um we could, get, we could go get some scott towels maybe fiona and and it's like that's what she needs and and that sar that sarcastic comedic person wants to say like, oh, that, like, like you're really stupid to like, let it soak into the thing while you could be yeah. getting it. But I just can't do that because I know, you. I know what you. that's Thank like. You. I know how it feels. Now, I, there have been times where I've said, well, you know, that, that might've been a little stupid, but that's, that's deflecting. That's not me saying you're stupid. It's saying the situation was kind of stupid. A little stupid. And that can be, overall, that can be a tricky line. And that's one thing that I've uh, not told. <laughs> I know, I know we're not, we're not. I can tell you the, the, the I can count many scenarios on my, yeah. my, in my own world with my kids, because I had one that didn't have depression and one that really had depression. Yeah. And so when you're working with two different personalities, an optimist and a pessimist, yeah, kind of don't do because yeah. <laughs> one is one and one is the other. It doesn't matter. And it's just it's no, an interesting dance. Glass, glass. Yeah. But like I tell, we have a new, uh, I do uh, reset. I do uh, paraeducating at a local school. Yeah. And part of that is doing campus safety. And we have a new person who's on the, the playground. And I'm like going, did you have a conversation with them? No. Well, you might want to ha start having a conversation because you just don't know what they don't know. Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. many people, you know, they, and when the brain is growing, there's blank spots. <laughs> months worth of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I've always said that about the age of yeah, about maybe 11, 12, 13, the brain gets taken out of the mind, out of the body. Yeah. 
it gets put in a closet somewhere, which now it's under bowling balls and coats and um, old shoes and baseball bats and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then we move. (laughs) So the brain stays in that closet. About 20 something, they go back and they go, I got to look for something. What do I need? Oh, my brain. I need to look for my brain. You, you realize how screwed I am, right? Because again, 11-year-old and 9-year-old. Uh-huh. I'm 49. <laughs> when they start losing their brains, I'm going to be like working my way into Depends undergarments at that point. I mean, this, this is not going to be, be fun at all. But oh well. You know, it's all it's all in the greater picture and you're going to do yeah. fine. And it, it, life is about growing and changing and managing it and that That's kind of thing. Ending. It's it's just, oh, it's never ending. Yeah, It's never ending. And I want to congratulate you because okay. many of us who've gone through this COVID situation mm-hmm. found themselves going backwards, getting sucked into this funnel of negativity. Yeah. And there's many of us, me included, the month that we closed down was the month I went on the radio for the first time. So I knew for me that life was showing me this wasn't about closing down. This was about opportunity. And what was I going to do about it? So with that, that I'm congratulating you because you saw opportunity in the midst of something that was pretty overwhelming. Yeah. Um Thank you for that. And I don't know if congratulations are in order, but you're you're right in the sense that my my shut up and laugh podcast saved my bacon because mm-hmm. like I joked with you prior to starting the show, I set up my podcast here in my home studio. Yes. And two weeks later, the pandemic hit. And I was like, well, screw that. You know, I can't, no one can come here and sit with me in this studio and, and be able to benefit ideally from getting the exposure I was trying to provide them. So I started recording the Zoom conversations slash interviews, not mm-hmm. only what we're doing here, but then I stripped off the audio for the podcast and then created the Zoom cast to get that podcast going in two mediums. And then honestly, with that networking group, PNA Northwest, this year, officially, I own the company, so I was mm-hmm. able to cross that off my list. Right, get rid of the old, out with the, or you know, out with the old, in with the new. Not re- referring to my old business partner, but he basically retired from the organization. And when I made the decision company wide, just a month prior to Jay Inslee doing it all for us, I said for 2021 we're going to go 100% virtual. And that was like setting fire to a very long fuse because we only had four networking chapters before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. Grew five more chapters in 90 days. Wow. I was processing like three or four applications a day, doubled the size of the organization of its members and have nine chapters now with four more coming in the next 60 to 90 days, again, spread out throughout the Pacific Northwest as far down uh, as Olympia. Mm-hmm. Businesses that want to get together, follow the model that we have. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of that isn't to do this. It's to say the organization, the members, they needed each other. Mm-hmm. Such a joy especially with the brand new chapters, these people have never seen each other in, in real life. They have no idea. Like, my God, Natasha, you have legs in real life. <laughs> I know. I it's that. like nobody would know that I'm wearing uh, flower leggings. Yeah, you know? I may not even be wearing pants. But, you know, but it doesn't matter because this is what we're stuck in. These people have exchanged just under half a million dollars in between the, the nine chapters in the last, uh, you know, uh, a year. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the equivalent of the calendar year so far, it'll be more soon because there's three months left in the year. And it's just, it's remarkable. But so many of them didn't use it to pass referrals. Oh. See, I'm finally getting to my point. They're getting to it or they, they're they they're attending weekly because they need to. Yes. They need to connect. They need to see five. Like-minded people coming 15, together. Yeah. 20 other people that give a crap about each other because that's what we push at mm-hmm. PA Northwest, it's people first and opportunities second. Mm-hmm. And no one wants anyone coming to, to the group like, give me your business, give me your business, give me your business. No, it's 
how can I share things about me and my business so you're out there thinking about my business? Mm-hmm. You hear about opportunities. Referrals are earned. We take that seriously. But most people just use the chapters as kind of a saving grace, at least during the first couple months of the pandemic, because we were just all so pent up, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just so remarkable to watch all of these groups, 80 some odd people, because I get to hop wow. in and out of all of them as uh-huh. owner, and just guide them and see this atmosphere that the one original chapter in 2002 created that worked. And that model is what's been duplicated now. And it's just remarkable. They are the ones like they're the heroes. They're the ones using, you know, that need capes. I'm just, I'm just a chucklehead that decided to grow the organization. So. And that's the thing that I've always loved about you. Well, because you I look- take a compliment and you go, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'll appreciate it, but give it to someone else. Yeah, you can have that compliment. No, I don't want that comment. <laughs> you always kind of brush them aside. Like or want the compliments. It's just that someone somewhere in my life told me that an ego is a dirty four-letter word. Oh. And whether that's right or wrong, it's always it's wrong. It me. is totally wrong. It is totally wrong. It is like it's hugely wrong. We okay. all deserve egos. The thing about egos, though, is we need to teach them to sit back down again. Oh, okay. Well, maybe mine is used to squatting or something because it's always kind of been like in the corner going, I like that. I really did, but don't tell anybody. So, I mean, thank it, you. Yeah, egos, egos come out if we don't honor them. Like for me, when I'm te- talking to a kid on a playground who's like today, I had a kid that was so angry that he started going after another kid. And I had to put my body between him and him. Now, if I didn't have an ego, that ego wouldn't have come up and said, stop. Yeah. But then that ego had to sit back down again and my gentle self came out. Yeah. So it's using our egos to a greater good. And that's, and sometimes when we have egos, we got to put them in the empowerment mode than the powerful mode. Sure. I'm more like a silverback gorilla. Like, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm 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 calm and and peaceful, and will will help everyone else rise up around me. But if you f with anyone that I know and love, yes, <laughs> real quick. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I I just I just so I'm grateful for you. You're you've been an amazing person in my life, and every time that I go back to those moments that you, you just, I, I can't say nothing, but thank you for the opportunity that you and Marcella gave to me to become who I am. And that was amazing. I just remember the time that my mother of heart passed when I was down there and you guys just accepted that I was going through this grief, that yeah. this moment can happen at any time. And then when, when I got the phone call, I drove all the way down there, which was about an hour from my home. Yeah. I got the phone call pretty much once I arrived and said she passed and I went, a baby's born. And you guys looked at me like she's crazy. And I went out the door. <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was an interesting workshop. That particular one. Yeah. Cause it's, I don't know what happened it, after it, I left, but <laughs> it was like a blitzkrieg. I mean, you just came like shooting through, like you said, and we're all just kind of like, what? Like what just happened? But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you're a powerful force in a tiny little hobbit-sized body. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I'm only five it was, foot. <laughs> it was remarkable. It truly was. But no, I mean, again, you have to give yourself credit because there's there's a lot of power in you. And again, I'm not just talking about the voices in your head. I'm talking about power and grace and joy. And it's just it's kind of oozing off you most of the time. And I I would I would pay to watch you on the playground with these, with these kids, I would, I would sit in the audience or like in the stadium and cheer because I bet you, you just own them, you know, because of, of how you carry yourself and how you present your, yourself. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I do not know. It's like, sometimes it's like herding feral cats. You have no control over anything. And yet there are some gentle souls in those feral cats and you just kind of maneuver with those. And I, I had fun spring when schools went back in and and people just were getting so like i can't believe in anything and i had a couple kids who decided to come to and start spending time with me 
And there was one time where I had my purse and I was looking for a Band-Aid. Couldn't find a Band-Aid anywhere. And then I went in my purse and then I found one. I had a girl standing next to me and she goes, that other Band-Aid wasn't there a minute ago, was it? I had a Band-Aid that was sticking straight up out of my purse. It wasn't there a minute ago. I said, oh, that was my fairy. That's all I said. Well, for the next three months, <laughs> yep. we were learning about fairies in a very politically correct way. Like I said, you can believe in them. It's like Peter Pan. You either believe or you don't. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's the thing about life is, is that believing, believing, you know, because I know that you have been in this moment where like the last time I was with you, the place that you were um, at, you were learning when we were done with our um, with our sessions that you were going to have to to leave that place. Yeah. That within a month, you weren't too sure about the time, but you had this calmness about you. And then, you know, <laughs> things were just kind of moving along. You went home, did your thing. And then here, just lately, you started feeling that sense of, well, it's time to create another space for us to be. Yeah. It's pretty looking pretty cool. I, I'm seeing this on, on Facebook, these pictures, and haven't seen it personally just because it's over an hour from my house. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to find a, a proper way to bribe you to come down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's 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 been an interesting journey because I've always what Marcel gave me a very interesting and I, I I think amazing compliment one time and it was about three years ago or so and she basically said one of the things I admire about you is is when you when you need something to be to a get done whether it's something you need for an office or something that has to be done or 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 whatever she's like you don't f around you. You just do it. Mm -hmm. Like you go down to Staples, you buy the bloody thing, you bring it back, you set it up, it's done, end of story. And it's like, it was always there. Mm -hmm. Right. So that in its, in amidst the whole context of that whole conversation that led up to it was a great compliment. And like I told you be before the show here. Um, yeah. Losing that brick and mortar was, was kind of brutal because we were subletting it was always kind of shady for lack of better words, but we had the space. I mean, Laugh Tech was created there. Um, my friendship with Marcel and business relationship was created there. I mean, there, you know, it's like, there's so many memories. Like you could almost watch the companies get measured on the sidewall. Like how tall are you today, son? You know, all, mm -hmm. all of those milestones were in that space. And then we had to leave. And then it was roughly two years until then suddenly the pandemic hit. I'm here at the home office, perfectly fine. Marcel was um, working at the uh, at the Linwood shared co-working space. And then, like you said, I kind of started to get the feel mm -hmm. that something needed to change. Marcel had some ups and downs at her location. And then once I started spending about three months looking and, you know, want ads and properties available, et cetera, I finally gave up because everything was way out of the price range for any yeah. business, quite frankly. Um, it's amazing how prices have just. Yeah. People are being taken and taken advantage of. And then out of the blue, Marcel and I are tire kicking at the Mill Creek Festival. You know, so it's so it's August and we're just mm -hmm. there as, as as people. But I'm I'm scouting out vendors and looking at this and that. And we were stopped and interviewed for the um, for a for a publication on on video. And the guy afterwards like comes up to me and he's like, you're Brian, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's my name. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I did just record me. You got the name. Yeah. And, and I was I was interviewed as own as co-owner of Laugh Tech, not as we fix ugly design. And he's like, you're the guy that fixes ugly, aren't you? And I was like, oh, geez, yeah. Well, anyways, it turns out he's got a place um, in Mill Creek, uh, rents through this one new building. I'm mm -hmm. telling the story so well. Point is, he has a huge facility, and upstairs is a 1,200 foot square foot rectangle. He's using as a closet. Oh, jeez. You know, for like a couple things he has in his film studio downstairs, and I'm mm -hmm. like, he takes me on the tour of his of his 
of his place and makes King Five look 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 like a garbage bin. It's you know gorgeous and great stuff for real estate agents, which are his primary client. And he takes me up space and he's like, he's like, what do you think I should do in this space? And I was like, you should let me rent it from you. <laughs> I got an idea. <laughs> How crazy is that? Stars align, fairies dancing, whatever. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Cha cha up there. And within 48 hours, we had the handshake and the document signed, and we're there. You know, boom. Wow. You know, I just, oh. I am just in awe of the synchronicities. It's crazy. Of, of just the opportunities that if you just say, I'm available, let's make it work. Yeah. universe out there whatever your language is for that i'm yeah. I, just give me an opportunity it's well, amazing plus, plus i earned epic business partner points because i texted her and i was like hey marcel you should come look at this place and she had no idea what she was getting into so it's, it's been a hurt it really has been a joy and, and we're already accepting clients there we're already training people um we're going to do another workshop series soon and uh, it's just, it's so nice to be back, right? And right in the heart of Mill Creek. I know. Isn't that amazing? Perfect. Absolutely perfect. It's a five-minute commute. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I know. That's one thing I'm loving about what I, because the school I work at is yeah. like literally three minutes. It's really close, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, doing my other business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting at my uh, little table in the my go. spiritual room. You know, it's just, you know, Love opportunity it. is, you know, people, I'm, I, it saddens me how many people slow themselves down because they don't believe in opportunity. Yeah. And that's the one thing that you've always carried through was opportunity. And, you know, it, it's it's never going to be where we have we we have to do the legwork for opportunity to happen. Yet at the same time, though, getting to that point where you do the legwork and then you go, yeah, and then that's usually when opportunity says, ah, "I got something for you." <laughs> True, absolutely right. You know, because I I can say that even just coming down and meeting with you guys, that it was like I was kind of like going, I'm just. I, I don't know where to go from here. I know I have this greater calling in me. I don't know where to go from here. And then you pop up in, in my Toastmasters group. So, yeah, you know, life is about saying, what can I do next? Absolutely. Where can I meet you life to bring me forward? And that's what's amazing about, about working through life and walking through life. Yeah. So is there anything else that you would like to talk about? Because we're in the last, I like to close down around five o'clock because an hour is about, <laughs> an hour is about uh, good for some people because it's dinner time and that kind of thing. Uh, no, you know, I mean, you, you mentioned you had a couple questions for me. Did, did you cover everything on your list? On my list? Well, if you were to start the button over if I were in to life. Start the button over. Uh, what would you think you'd be doing? That's a really great question. Um, when when I grew up, I wanted to be Picasso, which really threw my parents for a curve. They're like, what the hell? <laughs> um, I I I think I would probably. I probably well, I mean, it's kind of what I'm doing now, but I think I would have gone the the straight up teacher route. Hmm. Um, mainly because um, I think there's so much lacking from the empathy perspective in school nowadays, especially um, so much bullying, cyber bullying, horrible forms of mm -hmm. drama to things kids are being, you know, almost damn near forced into participating in and stuff. I, I, I'd like to think that I would be that teacher that would be liked by the kids and hopefully inspire them because really some of the biggest inspirations I've had in my past have been teachers. Mm -hmm. And I think I'd almost want to pay that forward with that reset button and try to model how I approached, you know, children. Well, that sounds weird now that I came out of my mouth, how I focus <laughs> helping children. Um, if it could even be an iota as well as they did, mm -hmm. that, that, that would be a calling. 
Okay. Well, that's the thing about life and our soul work is, is that the theme in our life, like teacher, it comes out no matter what we're faced with. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. You know, and you being teacher, you know, that's the thing about you going into like the uh, Boys and Girls Club. Mm-hmm. You not being their daily teacher can almost make more impact. Yeah. Coming in, planting seeds, and then going forward. Yeah. Because I know that's one thing that, that almost every kid that is coming back to me, they say, you know, there was a moment on the playground or a moment in the hallway where you had this three words or five words that you said to me and it changed my life. Yeah. You know, it doesn't take much to change somebody's life. I I tell people all the time that, you know, Robert Sparks was my co uh, was my teacher through high school. And every trimester we all got to go around in the, in the gymnasium and sign up for the classes, like physically walk up to the teacher and, oh, is there room? And like, you know, be able to sign mm-hmm. up for the classes. We all wanted to have to uh, take Bob Sparks's class because he was the uh, creative writer and English teacher, but he was also the track coach, the weightlifting coach, the football coach. He was built. <laughs> funny how that works. <laughs> he was built like an ogre and was just like, just a huge, massive man to us at that age. And he was my idol. I mean, I absolutely adored him. And and when I got hurt real bad in in an accident, he helped me get through that and helped me, mm-hmm. you know, just do everything, like learn stuff from scratch and was just a huge inspiration. And, at, and I'll never forget during graduation, um, he shook my hand and said, son, you can call me Bob. And that was like, life changing. It was no longer wow. Mr. Sparks, the guy that graded pens with a Sharpie, like, you know, huge, like, like, like for sale sign, thick Sharpie. It was just hilarious. And, and, and he said that to me and I'll never, ever forget that. And it was this moment of like, you're a man now, son. And the funniest thing about that whole thing is thanks to social media about five years ago, uh, my high school created the, you know, like the Capitol High School group page uh-huh. and stuff. And suddenly people started posting about these stories about their favorite teachers. <laughs> and one of the stories was about how one of these other damn schmucks shook Mr. Sparks's hand after, after graduation. graduation. And, and he looked him in the eyes and said, now, son, you can finally call me Bob. It wasn't just your story, was it? <laughs> it was his shtick. <laughs> it was great, though. I still love him, but I'm still kind of pissed, too. I'm like, that was hard. That was my story. And that it ended up being hundreds of kids' stories over the years. Now I'm like, oh, son of a gun. You so. know, but the, the, the funny thing is, though, that moment probably helped you through those so early much. 20s, those early 20s. Yeah. You know, and it was your personal thing because you made it yours just as well as probably the other people who could take that. And those, you know, that's one thing that I'm noticing. Those those funky early late teens, early 20 years yeah. are just the hardest to, you know, my kid is now 24. So finally feeling like she's getting a breath. But, yeah. oh, my, it's, I'm watching some kids go through. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm screwed because who knows what my kids will be forced into, you know, by the time they get to those ages. Um, hey, they all survive it, though, you know, and I pray that all survive it. We yeah. just had a kid who uh, locally there's some kids that are struggling with this right now. The grief because he ended up running his car into a tree. Mm. And I don't know if it was an accident. Yeah. And it, it's just, I know it wasn't, but that's another story um, that, you know, we all have these things that go through and I can tell you, your kids are going to be more survivable because of you and your wife, you know, you're, you're the mom, you yeah. know, it's just one of those things that mom and dad, you know, if you can just give a little kid some grace, <laughs> we can get through it. Well, they they know that they're loved and they know that they're supported. And um, as you alluded toward, um, you know, we're, we're not together, but they're they're better off and they're in they're in a good place, whether they're at mom's place or mine. And 
thankfully, I, I feel it's thankful. Um, we're doing distance learning still mm -hmm. um, because my, oh, my, my oldest kid, Fiona, um, she was a preemie. So she, she came into the world with some lung concerns. So mm -hmm. we have to be a little careful, not, not crazy, not overly protective, but we need to be careful. I, I call it, I call it um, honoring what's going oh, on more than fearful. It's, it's it. honoring. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even though they're both going through tough times, you know, a, a new school district because of their ages and location and everything else, um, they're going to be OK. But they're just they're resilient little buggers. I, I tell you. So they're going to they're going to be OK. They're going to they're going to do stupid things. <laughs> they're going to make mistakes. But all I can do is be there for them and let them know that I, I I'm still going to be their dad. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be the silverback. But at the same time, um, you know, I'm always going to just want to hug them and squish them and let them know all the good juicy bits about being a, a dad to them because they're just mm -hmm. such amazing kids. Okay. I'm going to add a different word besides mistakes. <laughs> they're yeah. making flubbles. Flubbles. I like that. Flubbles. How can you take a flubble serious? Because when we're doing something for the first time, how can we be making mistakes? We don't know what to do. So we make flubbles. Flubble. And those flubbles help us learn because we're rolling through it. You need to I, contact Webster Miriam and get that added because that's brilliant. Yeah, I have a I have a student that I'm working with and she was so hard on herself because she was um, English as her second language. Sure. And she's dyslexic. Oh, jeez. So with that, that she's sitting in an, in a, in an English speaking school, trying to keep up with school and she's hard on herself because she's making mistakes. Oh my goodness. And so I guess it was my intuitiveness that came up with this word, but I said, you know what? We're done making mistakes. We're making flubbles and you can just see the weight come off of her. Yeah. Well, plus it's a fun word. I mean, come on. Exactly. Flubble. I'm going to go make a flubble right now. <laughs> Well, I know in this in this show alone, I probably made a couple flubbles, but oh, you know that's that's part of flubbles is that you just rebound with them. Yeah, you yeah. know, and so your kids don't make mistakes anymore; they make flubbles. Now, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and it doesn't work, that's a different story, and that's called you're not learning. <laughs> I'm thick-headed, just like their father, right? Okay. I am so grateful for this moment. I have Me missed too. you so much. Probably, you know, you have many people in your life, just like I have many people in our lives, but there's, there's this moment, you know, when you meet somebody and you just know they're one of your life altering experiences, you just kind of go, I just, I so enjoy you. And I, I have love for you. Way. I love you too. I really appreciate the opportunity. And if anybody wants to uh, learn more about the crazy things that I do, um, just uh, reach out. I'm assuming through Natasha. I don't know how you publicize this thing afterwards. But... Uh, it's it's live on YouTube. It's live yeah. on Facebook and it's live on Twitter. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. Yes. And, and um, I know on Facebook, if you just look at the laugh tech, that brings oh, yeah. up, that brings it up Um, you on uh, Google. If you just Google in laugh tech, that brings you up. Yeah. Either, either laugh tech as it shows there or, or laugh tech NW will bring it up. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, the website, everything. And uh, we're here to serve people got to find their funny bone, use it for something other than just something to whack on the edge of a table. Yeah. And it's not necessarily being the ha ha comedian no. funny. It's more about being able to do the scenarios of life. Yeah, exactly. With a little hilariousness. Better adulting. A better adulting. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I love that. I, and it supported me in mine. So with that, that um, if you would like to reach me, Natasha Venter, you can reach me at angelicclarifications.com. And as Brian said, <laughs> I have a different perspective on life. <laughs> I see a greater picture and I love supporting people walking through it. And I've had people who, even this last weekend when I was doing sessions, they, I could say, so we got a few minutes left. Do you have any questions? They go, no, because the questions I had, you already covered through what we talked about because <laughs> everything kind of folds in on one another. Everything folds in one another. So yeah. blessings to everyone. And please come and watch me Mondays and Wednesdays at four o'clock on 
Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter if you would like to get some more help through, I don't know, this dance of life. <laughs> so blessings to you and, and have a blessing of a week. And remember, as the planets push us around and toss us around, don't take personally what other people are saying and doing because they're going through just as much pushing and shoving around as we are. <laughs> so blessings to you. Bye now. Ah, turn off, turn off. There we go. Found the mouse. <laughs>